put this on season six, episode number nine, where we watch Clash of Cones, season one, episode one. I'm Chris Lorenz. Hey, this is James. Noah Singer. This is Brian. Anna Bananas for Chocolate. <laughs> I'm Harrison Hoffman. Uh, Chunky Maxi. Uh, <laughs> oh, Junk and Max. Uh, Pretty good. If this is your first time joining us, we watch a different reality show each week, discussing it in minute detail, figuring out if it's good or bad. Harrison, what show do we watch this week? Six ice cream masters from across the country are handpicked to create an original Ben and Jerry's ice cream flavor of their own. That's Clash of the Cones on Food Network. And Discovery Plus. And Discovery Plus. Uh, yeah. Uh, Got it both. Thanks to Brian, we're watching Discovery Plus shows. Is this Shout on Ben and Jerry's oh, yeah. Plus? <laughs> uh, it should be. It should be playing on their factory <laughs> tour. The BJP. Uh, this is sponsored by Ben and Jerry's. You should maybe eat Ben and Jerry's. It's all Set- about the chunk feel. Ben and Jerry's, go chunk yourself. <laughs> Send us ice cream, please. <laughs> yeah, so here we are. We're watching. It's kind of a standard competition show with six competitors making ice cream. And it's sponsored by Ben and Jerry's. It is one of the judges is from Ben and Jerry's. Yeah. We have to get into the other two. But uh, yeah. So let's just uh, start talking about it. I mean. Yeah. Well, uh, I think we should give context on the episode we watched. Right. So it's six people competing. But this episode is called the six flavors of Kevin Bacon. Um, there's two competitions in the episode. Uh, one of them, they have to resurrect a dead flavor from the graveyard. Um, some kind of like necro ice cream philia. Um, and then they have to come up with their own flavor based on Kevin Bacon's, um, preferences. Six, six flavors. Well, yeah, flavors, but six, six of his. Yes. I just want to make clear that no one banged the ice cream. Yes, this especially would be the ice cream, Nancy, not Philia. See, I was. Oh, <laughs> I, I, well, wait. I initially was like really against it, but then the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, okay, like you're resurrecting it, and then like you're mixing it with something else to make another baby. So it's like, uh, I mean, wait, you're you're kind of eating it. I mean, like, is there a necro like phasia? Or is it, Chris, like, I don't know how you have sex, but I usually involve eating, <laughs> as you should. You got to take care. But, like, uh, philia means love, doesn't it? Uh, I, I mean, know. necrophilia I, is just having sex with dead people. Yeah. I know what that means, right? But, like, in that con- but <laughs> That's the, like, actual, like, what is it called? Like, suffix or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it you, just, you are yeah, correct. It is love, yeah. That's it. Like, yeah. in that context, it means fucking. But in this context, it means eating. Uh, and enjoy. You know, we can all agree to disagree. I'm okay with that. I, I'm okay with that. Fucking and eating are just two signs of the same. Is two sides of the same coin. That's true. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Off to a great start, guys. I mean, yeah. it does kind of go really well that like what I've just been thinking to myself this entire hour long thing of ice cream. It's just ice cream porn. It's just an hour long ice cream ad for Ben and Jerry's ice cream porn. If you like ice cream and you like looking at it, this show's for you. I, I mean, there. I'm sure there is ice cream porn, and I'm sure it's not this. Uh, <laughs> i had not considered that, that. <laughs> but there you go i am so thankful i didn't have an edible before i came here today because i would be losing my fucking mind <laughs> trying to get some ice cream right now otherwise <laughs> all right all right let's talk about the show let's talk about the host it's the first thing we meet her name is molly yay and she seems to be a food network host like she does food network things 
maybe at some point we'll do Food Network star reality show. Maybe she was on that. I don't know. Uh, she also has written a couple books. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, but she just has a big smile and bland personality. Great. For <laughs> food a nice Network. blank slate to put a show on. Vanilla ice cream. Pretty much. I mean, maybe. So her Food Network show is called Girl Meets Farm. Maybe that's got a little bit of a following. Um, I don't know. Maybe we add it to the list. I mean, this definitely seems like a downgrade, right? You have your own show. Now you're hosting some Ben and Jerry's commercial. like. <laughs> but like all these Food Network people have multiple shows and yeah. they go on other people's shows and whatever. It's just the whole it's a whole thing. OK, yeah. well, that's uh, that's the host. So then we have our challenge, which, as Noah suggested, said is barrier pint in the pint graveyard or no, sorry. Resurrect. Thing. Resurrect uh, a dead flavor. So sometimes there's limited batches, and sometimes the limited batches don't make it to full production, and they had to remake them. So uh, we can go over what people made, I guess. Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, so we've got PB&J was named was made by Rabia. Uh, Rabia, Rabia uh, owns an ice cream store, Ruby Scoops. Oh, uh, yeah. So she's, she's big time. You know, you own think, your own ice cream store. I think almost all of these guys own at least like their own like pop up shop we'll, or something. We'll go into it. I have what people okay. uh so then we have oatmeal something. Does anyone remember the oatmeal name? It's like oatmeal cookie. That's it. Yeah, yeah it was just oatmeal cookie. Uh, yeah. da- Daniel. Uh he has an ice cream food cart in like Florida or something. Miami. Looks like at, at the Gansevoort in Miami. That was the picture. Man. What a, did you write that down? No, I just remembered it. That is <laughs> insanity. Now, now that you said it, I remember it. Uh, there's some sort of honey one that Ryan did. Honey, yeah. I'm home is now honey, I'm back. Okay. <laughs> uh, he only thing I wrote down about him was he was an ice cream witch. Yeah, he he's self described as a witch. Yeah, well, he practices witchcraft like. They show him in a picture in the woods, like all decked out in like witch apparel. Not not like ho- ho- Halloween witch, but like legit like in nature witch. And so he uses that because he thinks making ice cream is similar to bringing things together and changing their form. Is that the same as like Wicca? Wicca or... Wiccan, yeah. That, what's a, what's a legit in it nature witch? Like it. Okay. it seemed like, like that's my only reference point it seemed to be similar i i don't understand but how is witchcraft anything to do with making ice cream i don't even understand what noah just described him as <laughs> so he described witchcraft as like at least for him is like bringing things together and kind of changing their form and so he saw um similarities in ice cream where you can bring different things together and you kind of make them a, bit, a little bit different right so you mix peanut butter with vanilla you kind of get something that's a little bit unique that was his point of view. Alchemy. Yeah. So as we go over all the other people, <laughs> this one says nothing about what their job is. He has no qualifications for this show mm. at all. Yeah, it's true. He said nothing about himself. Mm. Nothing. Which is very interesting. Yeah. Other than he's a witch. This is like the weirdest, I think, contestant background I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, then we've got... Peanuts. Oh, pop- actually, wait, wait. No, to hold up. Um, so I'm on their bios now. Sorry, I was looking at the hosts. Uh, the internet um, corner. Interjects. In the corner, he owns an ice cream store. Uh, well, they didn't say that. Yeah. Um, they actually did have it in the the Chevron 
or the crayon, sorry, um, on a couple of them. Um, he owns an ice cream store called um, Arcana Creamery. Okay, well, that makes more sense why he's doing so well. Not that he's a witch. <laughs> I mean, he named it, like, similarly, Arcana. Yeah, magic-ish. Uh, so the next one we got is Peanuts Popcorn, done by Kamari, which is a pastry chef at some place. Yeah, at the Musket Room in New York City. Uh, then we have the Dublin Mudslide, done by Jessica. And Jessica... I didn't write anything down. It, so it's a Irish cream flavor, and she's adding like hazelnut, which is a common gelato flavor. So it's Italian mudslide. Yeah, uh, for her flavor. Uh, then we've got turtle soup done by Cesar, which is also a pastry chef. I, um, I initially questioned that. I was like, yeah, whatever. But can somebody tell me what the original flavor of turtle soup was? Anyone have any idea? It's like those. It's like those little chocolate turtles that are like pecans oh. that are covered in chocolate or whatever. Yeah. I think is the idea. Not not actual turtles, to be clear. The original one he said was cashews covered in chocolate, and then he twisted it to be pecans. That was his. Oh, one of what his a tanks. what a twist! Amazing. <laughs> Fix the ice cream. Fixed it. Uh, the big thing about the turtle soup was that he wanted to say how the turtles are endangered and we need to protect the turtles. I'm like, I'm not sure that we really need this turtle shout out on this reality show. Well, I think it, I mean, I think it tied back to like Ben and Jerry's being like environmentalists. Cause I think, cause like that one judge is like this Ben and Jerry's dude. And he like keeps like reading the contestants for like not being Ben and Jerry's enough, like not enough chunks, whatever, whatever. (laughs) And I think this, I think this like kind of played into like the Ben and Jerry's like community and like environmental support. Why aren't they doing this for every flavor then? Cause Everybody else is not smart enough to do that. It's true because he does win <laughs> this challenge and gets a like uh, some sort of advantage. The, the cone the, phone. Cone the phone? way to win the first challenge is just pander, pander, pander. James, can you tell me what this cone phone was? Man, it's yet another dumb gimmick <laughs> to advertise Ben and Jerry's in a non-meaningful way at all. But the cone phone essentially is a piece of plastic that looks like a ice cream cone. With a fake phone attached to it or like <laughs> taped to it. And you win this phone and you get to call the judge who is sitting the, like 10 feet away from you, to be clear, who has a similar phone that's not called the cone phone because it's a, in the shape of a banana split for some reason. They don't explain that, so I wouldn't worry too much. Uh, but you can use the cone phone to basically phone a friend or phone the judge, if you will, uh, one time. Uh, that's about it. Get a, get a suggestion for your, your process. <laughs> The the, uh, the split phone. They call it, the banana phone calls a split phone. <laughs> the thing is, during the competition, the judges are like right there and you hear them at points like sort of giving feedback. Like they kind of like yell at this guy for not having chunks. Like they're already like they're already participating. You're already getting some stuff from the judges without uh, the cone phone. It, so, yeah, it's it's very stupid. It's also unclear to me. Like you guys said that he had to use it. <laughs> This episode, and I, I must, I must have missed something. Is that is that true? The next time somebody wins it, it gets taken away from him. Okay, so he had to use it in this challenge or the the next one. Correct. Or because the oh, winner yeah, of the next guess... one would have gotten it taken away. Wow, you're some really br- but... big brain thinking over there. <laughs> but you, you want to use it on this one because if you use it on the next one, you're just getting it back. Like mm-hmm. you have to use it on the elimination. Yeah, challenge but you're for also sure. keeping it from somebody else. I mean, I. Sure. 
I actually think it's a pretty big advantage. I mean, I think like in this kind of cooking show for you to effectively get the direct feedback of the head judge who's going to be judging it later. Like, I mean, usually they're not giving up that kind of feedback. I think it's pretty valuable. All right. Let's talk about these judges. We haven't talked about the yeah. judges. Mm. Uh, we have. So the 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 the, uh, the phone calls an actual expert. So Chris a flavor guru. Yeah. Flavor is Chris Rivard is one of seven flavor gurus currently uh, employed by Ben and Jerry. They're like the Lego masters of Ben and Jerry. Yeah. Yes. Brick masters. <laughs> yeah, his uh, specific responsibilities. Chris's job is to research, mix, blend, whip, and taste until the next imaginative flavor is perfected. Yeah, so he's like, you know, he's one of the people in charge of making stupid flavors. You know, you, you want you want you want his opinion. He's got to taste them. He tastes all the flavors all day long, <laughs> thousand Every day. times, thousand times. So they said sometimes it takes a thousand <laughs> times. Uh, and one of the fun things about him is that he had bad bedside manner as a doctor, decided to become a flavor guru, yeah. uh, <laughs> and now he's a judge on the show, telling people if they were good or bad, or giving them feedback, which. Also, his bad bedside manner, from what I can tell in this episode. Hard truths. What an insane career arc. <laughs> I mean, so that was my first reaction. But then when you think about it, like, what's this guy's day to day look like? I bet he's just sitting in some lab, like, kitchen room, just eating a bunch of ice cream by himself. You know, he's probably more intimately involved with, like, the manufacturing. Like, mm. oh, this comes off the line. Let me taste this. Or, like, what can we do to this part to make this taste better? Like, Ooh, I so I disagree. I don't think he's quality checking. I think it's like it's a refined thing. No, no, it's no. Done, he, and then it comes to the room. He, to this isn't it. quality check. This is this is coming off the line the way I want it to be or not. I just I, don't think I, it matters when I, it comes off the line. It matters how it tastes coming out of a freezer. Well, so, I think that uh, I think that like the first like when they're first putting it on the production line, maybe he's involved because like there's a difference between him cooking it up and hand folding it in and tasting it than like they've run it through this whole factory and it's going to do whatever. So like, I think that he's probably like, you know, Oh yeah, we got to grind the almonds finer here, whatever, whatever. I, I, I so I'm on his LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> you should, uh, <laughs> you should request to be part of his LinkedIn circle network. Can that, I, I just requested. Um, <laughs> so he, he started out as what's called the product developer in R&D global operations, and now his official title title is Senior Development Manager. Just kind of, like, looking at that, my sense is very akin to, like, a product manager in tech. That's so much less sexy than Flavor Guru. <laughs> oh, it is. But, like, just, like, by that sense, I'm sure it's just, like, he's kind of just making sure it's, like, okay, we're going to go do this new thing that appeals to XYZ. Like, go make it happen, right? And, like, make sure it actually works out. What That's- can you endorse him for on LinkedIn? Um, He hasn't... Um, <laughs> I, I just requested it. Sprinkles. <laughs> um, he has twelve endorsements for food and eleven for R and D, nine for product development, and then a whole other list of everything else. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, we know Chris Revide. Great. Get, you can't believe they got him. Like somebody actually involved in this. Then we have some random fucking couple. <laughs> yeah, that, like has, much. that has they don't have any. Seemingly any qualifications to be judges. Do they, do they no. live in Vermont? <laughs> Probably. I think that's, I think that's the box. They're fans. I, I think, think they're, they're fans. like food critics of some sort, but they're yes. not yes. ice cream specific, I feel. Correct. 
Um, Noah looking, Internet Corner. Yeah. So the Food Network, Network does a really good job giving bios on the host and the, and the contestants. Um, so really what you got here, so you have Jet, the husband, in the hu- husband-wife situation. He's on many food shows. Iron Chef, Parts Unknown, Chop, Bobby Flay, Guy's Grocery Game. Like, he's doing it. So he's a Food Network, like, guy. Personality. Yeah. He is in the scene, right? Like, clearly, this is his jam. His wife um, does the business side. So it looks like Jet is initially a chef. And they have, like, a restaurant, they say, Empire. (laughs) <laughs> um, right? And so she manages the business side of his empire. He does the culinary stuff. Um, and so I would say that they are relatively qualified to do this. I mean, if you think that a chef is a good person to judge ice cream. Yes. From- yes, I would. Yeah. Gordon Ramsay did it. <laughs> just, just saying the other guy seems more qualified than these two. Well, I think the problem is they don't want to pull in other ice cream professionals that have their own businesses or whatever, because then you're sort of like diluting the Ben and Jerry's brand. So you can't have like the salt and straw guy. So you have to have one Ben and Jerry's person. And then they were like, ooh, we can't do more. Like, can't be all Ben and Jerry's. We got to tie it into It's Ben and Jerry's show. It should all be Ben and Jerry's like professionals on here. Yeah, I think that in in the vein of Lego Masters, they bring in a couple of Brick Masters. You could bring in a couple of flavor gurus here. Why is Ben and or Jerry not on the show? I I, I don't want to spoil, but I did look ahead a little bit, and Ben and Jerry do show up to judge the finale. So that's something that happens. Fun fact. Spoiler alert. They're not really involved with the company anymore. They sold it off in like the 90s, but they're, they're mascots. They care about it. Totally. Qu- yeah. Question is, is why do they need three judges? Why not just have the one judge? No show has one judge. Get like different Except opinions. Except for you, the judge. What about I'm the judge? I feel like that that blown away show, the glass blowing one, just has that one woman from the glass place. Mm-hmm. But that's really the only one that I know about. I mean, Lego Masters has two. You can get two Ben and Jerry's flavor gurus to be on the show. Why sure. not? Just get one person named Ben, one person named Jerry, but they're not Ben and Jerry. (laughs) I mean, it does seem important for the judges to have a Ben and Jerry's connection because they keep on, as Annabeth was saying, like, judging it on the Ben and Jerry's-ness of the ice cream. Like, they do not want some classy, you know, smooth ice cream. They want a bunch of shit in it. You can't stick your spoon through it is basically (laughs) the situation. It's got to have some good pull. It's got to be chunky. You got to be able to not stick your throat. Uh, spoon through it, but you also have to be able to stick your th- spoon for, through it. That's, That's right. That's really tough to say. <laughs> it's tough balance. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's talk about the, as we're talking about these judges. So the first challenge is judged by the judges. Yes. But the second challenge is judged by a vote from the fans, aka the the customers, the marks, the people they get the money from. Yes. Yeah, they, they bring it to people in a town that may or may not be paid actors and they get voted on. I thought that was kind of cool. I really wish I could be the judge. I, I feel like they were real people, Max. Like some of those, there was like little kids, like child, I, child I, actors. Well, it made yeah. a real it point. Be of... way more expensive to get real actors. Walk, than... walk up to the truck and say, I like banana. <laughs> <laughs> 
They made a point of like putting it in Burlington, Vermont, and like make it like they're showing you like the train station. And then they also made a big point of being like, Ben and Jerry's is like for the community. Like it started in the community, so the community will judge you. This is also Ben and Jerry's commercial. Ben and Jerry's loves community, loves its fans. Ben and Jerry's send us ice cream. Ben and Jerry's, Ben and Jerry's, Ben and Jerry's. But I will say that they they let the fans talk about that. They they let the fans pick the winner, but they left the important decision for the judges because kind of doesn't really matter who wins this. Kevin Bacon gets a tasty ice cream. Spoiler alert! But obviously, ultimately, the judges make the call on who goes home. It's not the fans' least favorite ice cream. So oh, you got to okay. reserve some control there. Or it's like a mass singer thing where the audience votes and they just kick off whoever the hell. The they producers want. have to have the leeway to throw off whoever they want. Uh, yeah. So the second challenge. Let's talk about the second challenge. So. Each week, we'll have a celebrity that gives this second challenge, it seems. This week was Kevin Bacon, and Kevin Bacon provided six different ingredients uh, that he likes. Let me see where they are in my notes. Here they are. And uh, sort of the inspiration here is, like, they do the Stephen Colbert ice cream. That's, like, what he wanted. American Dream. Yeah. That's the only one I'm really aware of. But uh, then there's there was- a Tonight Dough. The Jimmy Fallon one's not bad. <laughs> they went into Cherry Garcia, the flavor that launched them. I mean, that's that's the ultimate celebrity one. There's a couple celebrity ones. Uh, so the six ingredients are dark chocolate, banana, tequila, coconut, peanut butter, and almonds. And what's the most important thing, Annabeth? No bacon. What happened? Someone puts bacon. <laughs> also, what happens? No consequence. <laughs> One of the judges stated out loud, I like that she broke the rules. What are you judging here? It's like, (laughs) but like Kevin Bacon isn't there to defend his rules. It seems like no one cares. He phoned in his cameo and then is off the map. There's no rules. The bar has been set. There's no rules. (laughs) Nothing matters. Just make whatever the hell ice cream you want. There is a really good moment when she's making the bacon and that other contestant smells it and they're like, I could swear I smell bacon. And then they're like, they're like, you're doing bacon. The uh, that is, I mean, there are no rules. Somebody there's makes, no rules. Nothing's somebody enforced. makes a sorbet in this challenge, and then somebody else made like a custard in the first challenge. So you don't even have to make ice cream. No, no. And like, can we just talk about that? Nobody wants sorbet. No, I agree. No, especially when you're in like Ben and Jerry's world, and like you're ready for ice cream, and you're like I got you some water ice. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> chocolate water ice and, uh, yeah. well especially when it's a thing that's judged by the community and you're trying to get sort of the most mass appealing thing like totally nope that's not gonna win Mm-mm. well spoiler alert he didn't lose so <laughs> well it's <laughs> so true but he a... also didn't make banana ash so <laughs> <laughs> you can make a bigger mistake <laughs> yeah should we talk about this cameo somebody's got to explain banana ash before we move <laughs> off of that though okay i was just gonna get back to it but uh, we could talk about <laughs> Miss Banana Ash. Uh, let's see who uh, who did that. Kamari, she has like a she took a banana peel and like scraped off the stuff on a banana peel and then turned it into ash, apparently for her flavor, which she called a few good banana. Like uh, people don't eat <laughs> banana peels in general. I don't know why you'd want to eat it when it's ash. Banana I don't want to eat ash. I didn't even know if it was really edible. To be honest. I still don't really know if it's edible. It's unclear to me. Can you eat banana peels? I'm not sure. <laughs> I've never tried. Uh, one of the judges did say she liked the ash, but they In- all called it chewy. Yeah, 
they all like that was the only good thing I think anyone said about that. Well, yeah. they did yeah. say it was very right now to like do this whole cooking style where you don't waste any part of the food. Right now, it's very it's right like, now. We're very right now. Uh, they did say it had a banana flavor, unlike every other flavor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> not, there was no real good thing said about it. No, they definitely just went like the sash is. Yeah, <laughs> like it was the <laughs> longest pause I've ever heard. It's so awkward. This might be one of the most like negative thing I've seen on one of these shows, especially one that's like so positive, like all about Ben and Jerry's, all about how good these things are. To not say anything negative, this not say anything positive really about an ice cream tells you really how bad this thing was. I and definitely I, wrote down that Jet I thought was high, and that was the point where I think he, he either sobered up or realized it wasn't. High. Hmm. Jet was Jet was down for the banana ash earlier. He was like he was so excited. Yeah. Until you taste it. It's it's like I love me a real burnt burger that's just fucking ash. Like no one wants that. But it's not even the burger. It'd be like, here's the leftover fat that leaked out of the burger, and then we blended that up and put it in something. Yeah, it's like we made this, you know, we made this cow leather into ash and put it on your steak. So, you know, you mentioned like, do people eat banana peels? And I, I remember I was watching a show, and like, I know they do, like, because they were talking about like we're going to use all parts of the fruit and we do all these things. Um, a popular vegan dish is banana peel bacon. So what you do, you take the banana peels and you cut them into like basically rectangle bacon like pieces, and then you make Very like a, um, like a smoky like marinade of soy sauce, maple syrup, smoked paprika, garlic. Dip it in, soak it, fry it, um, and you got banana peel bacon. How popular is I, this? What's their it, definition? It, it's like a main. Really? It, wow. It's like, it, it is a vegan thing. Like if you're in the vegan world, like. You've definitely tried this. What's our definition of bacon here? Is this the same thing as our definition of milk now? <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, uh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I mean, do you think they're doing like egg- eggplant bacon or other peels? <laughs> yeah. Let's take the, you know, peach bacon. I don't know. Take the skin. I don't know. Just like the skin cannabis bacon. I mean, you probably the try rind. I, we got You got to have like something thick. So like rinds, I think would be good, right? Yeah. So let's start. Let's try to make an orange one. You know, let's, let's set our let's set some trend setting. I, I think that might actually might be pretty good. Wait, <laughs> so are you saying like nobody else had their parents make like apple peel bacon? When no, up, like yeah, what? no. I've what never. are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> that was great. It was good. Uh, all right, let's go over uh, what other people did. Uh, so Daniel, he did his was called six flavors of Kevin Bacon, uh, and that's all I wrote. He wrote down zero banana. So when any of the people on his show for the second challenge describe their thing, all of them sound the fucking same because they all have the same flavors. Maybe like they do a different form of it, but your eyes just glaze over listening oh, to yeah. them. I couldn't write them all down. It's yeah. like eight different things in like a very fancy food network kind of way that I'm just like, ah, forget it. And like, I thought it was interesting because they, they said at the beginning, you know, He's going to give you six flavors. You don't have to use them all, but you can use as many as you want to. And pretty much everybody, almost everybody took the opportunity to try and do all six. And almost all the people that did that, there was like either we can't taste the tequila, we can't taste the banana, we can't taste the coconut. Like they just like, it's just too hard. There are too many competing flavors. And like, well, it's easy to critique. Like when you say you use the tequila and it's like, 
they used it to like as a base or something that you're not like who cares if you really taste it or not like but you said you used it right and and i think the second thing about this is like ben and jerry's tends to have a lot of shit in their fucking ice cream so six things isn't necessarily like out of control in terms of what's in a ben and jerry's pint but like i i think that because they split their focus so much like they end up not really executing any of the flavors. Yeah, just some of them don't combine very well with the other ones is really the problem. It's like this coconut and tequila might go together, but then you add banana. Like, I don't know if I... No, I don't want that. Or like dark chocolate and coconut. I I don't think so. I feel like more than really any other cooking show that I've seen, I have very little sense of how good any of the stuff that they're making is or how it tastes. or And it's just like everything kind of looks the same. And it's, it's, I, I have a hard time really, it, it's already hard when you're watching cooking shows to try to get any sort of a sense of what anything is or tastes like, but I have an even a harder time with this one. If you throw it all in a blender, it doesn't help. Right. Yeah. I, I think that's tough with ice cream and like, that's a big difference. And I think it also shows like the quality of some of the other judges on other shows when like you're watching, it's like, okay, I get it. And here it's just like, it's creamy. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Like, I have no idea who should have won any of these challenges. Zero idea. Mm-mm. Other than the person that cheated should have gotten kicked off. Wait, you mean with the bacon? Yeah, she didn't follow the rules. You're out. Look, Greg Davis, not handling any cheaters in his podcast, in his show, okay? Uh, he's out. Greg Davies. Davies. Why okay. was there even any bacon in the kitchen for this challenge if it wasn't allowed? Just did, get that bacon gotta, out of here. Yeah. You, know, you gotta have the temptation. You gotta have somebody who's like, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm not gonna do <laughs> you it gotta though. let people kick themselves out. <laughs> Man. Uh, yeah, I mean, the judges do a really piss poor job of describing any of these ice creams. This is the only place where I think if you had a panel of senior product developers or ice cream gurus, whatever, then you give them like certain roles to play to be like, hey, you focus on this one, you focus on that one. You probably get some very good commentary. Yeah, it it seems too feel goody. It's like we're gonna have four of you. You come in and tell me what you think about the ice cream. But like, I'm watching at home. I want to know how creamy is it, how chunky is it. Do the flavors combine well? Do you say anything fucking about this ice cream at all other than hmm? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly the Ben and Jerry's flavor guru guy is like the best at it because you just know that that's just his job is people are just bringing him ice cream all day and he's just giving him feedback on it. So like he's definitely the best of them, but yeah, that's why we need more of them. Okay. Bring him in. You know who they need to have as a celebrity who will like tell it as it is? Ken Jeong. Nick Offerman. is a Burlington, Vermont's residence. Boiny. Boiny Sanders. Oh. Yes. He, he's a little busy, I think, right now. Yeah. But Would I that mean, be a- apex or downgrade? <laughs> definitely, definitely downgrade. Uh, all right, let's talk about some other ice creams that we have no idea if they're good or not. Let's talk about Ryan. <laughs> he did, did Detective Duquette was the name of his ice cream, not ice cream sorbet, a dark chocolate almond peanut butter ripple. But he had a lot of contentions here. He didn't put any chunks in, and the judges were like. This is fucking Ben and Jerry's, dude. You better fucking put chunks in this or I'm kicking you off my show. I really found this interesting because it's not just an ice cream competition show. It's a Ben and Jerry's ice cream competition show. And the fact that they're not the ones judging these things, supposedly, quote unquote, uh, 
So who cares if there's chunks there or not? You do what you want to do. Whatever you think people are going to like, you do. So if you think you're sorbet without chunks in it, because A, I don't want sorbet, and I definitely don't want sorbet with chunks in it. Like, I don't don't (laughs) want that. God. (laughs) It's just like jello with fruit in it. No one wants that. So, like, they really peer pressured this guy to, like, you know, you got to be more Ben and Jerry's. Yeah. What's funny is, so at the end, like, I noticed that, like, the pint that they created didn't have the Ben and Jerry's name on it. It had the similar style, but that was purposely omitted. Uh-huh. So, like, they're not putting that name on that thing. So, why yeah. do you care? <laughs> mm. I mean, the trucks did say Ben and Jerry's on them. Yeah, the trucks did. But, like, not, like, the winning pine container. And, like, that's that's where you got to, like, slap that thing on. Like, pr- probably <laughs> no, say no, like, Only it, the worthiest of the worthy ice creams get the Ben and Jerry label, Brian. That thing's going in the rec- recipe book. I guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> the sorbet. No, I can't no, wait. I can't no, wait not, to go get my not the sorbet. sorbet. Only the winning one. The other ones. Uh, yeah, the winning one got gets the uh, the Ben and Jerry's pint official. Well, to be clear, it's only available at a scoop shop. So well, the winner of the show this will one, not show up in a grocery store. This one I don't think is available at all. I think that this no. one is exclusive for Kevin Bacon. Yeah, Kevin yeah. Bacon yeah. got what looks like an official Kevin Ben and Jerry's pint. But like Wait. somehow the price of the whole season is that you get to to have an actual Ben and Jerry's flavor, but it's just out of the scoop shop. It's not even like in <laughs> yeah. the stores or <laughs> like, whatever. Not even in all the Ben and Jerry's scoop shops. Like, no. It's in the Ben and Jerry's scoop shop in your hometown. Oh, that's it was all, wait. So that's also it? nuts because like so many of these people have their ice cream shops in that town. Like yeah. they don't need Ben and Jerry's <laughs> chilling at, at their place and taking their business away. It's not a prize. Do not compete with me with my own ice cream. <laughs> Maybe they'll just call it like Ruby Scoops, <laughs> so that they go to Ruby Scoops next time. I mean, you know, sometimes you have breweries that feature beers from other breweries. Yeah. Yeah. No, it would be cool, but yeah, it's definitely unclear, uh, like how they're gonna execute that. But also, they didn't specify like how many scoop shops. It was just no, like they did. They said they in did. your hometown, just one in your hometown. One. Oh, I mean, what sort of hometown has multiple Ben and Jerry's? That's true. I've never even seen a Ben and Jerry's scoop shop. Oh. Where's the nearest one? Green Lake. Hmm. There you go. Uh, there you go. What never was, know. What was everybody's like local ice cream shop growing up? Dairy Queen. There was like a soft serve place. There was a Dairy Queen. There was like a very like local like I could walk to this ice cream shop called Dairy Delight, and that was great. But like the major chains were like farther away. We had like what I'd call a classic like local ice cream place called McNulty's, mm. and it's just like a house, you know, old as hell. They have ice cream. I'm sure not that many flavors. I'm sure the ice cream's fine, you know, but it's like very nostalgic and all that. As a follow up. What is your favorite current ice cream place, Max? Like an ice cream scoop shop? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, probably Salt and Straw. It's very good. It's got to be Molly Moons for me. Anyone else want to provide their input? James? I don't know? have a current one, but I did have to double check my, my local one. Uh, and I got to give a shout out to Jackson's Ice Cream Parlor in Dania Beach. Uh, they are most famously known for what they call the kitchen sink. Which is exactly what it sounds like. It's the size of an actual kitchen sink filled to the brim with a bunch of ice cream. Ooh, it's meant brim. to be shared with like 12 to 15 people. And wow. Be warned. And this isn't in <laughs> Texas? This is in Florida. Okay. Ben and Jerry's has a similar thing not served in a kitchen sink and it's called the Vermonster. Oh yeah. I think it's right up the like a similar kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. similar alley. Uh, I will add on here. I think salt and straw hands down. 
like the monthly flavor series, except for the vegan month, cannot be. I'll go a step <laughs> further. I've never had a salt and straw that I've liked. Ooh, All bad. Wow. wow. They're doing too much bullshit. That's I, why it's so good. It's I, horrible. I I, I want. I don't bullshit. need blood goat in my ice cream. Okay. It was uh pig blood. Right. Don't need it. Yeah. I will <laughs> say I got cherries and bone marrow there once, and it wasn't good. But by and large, works for me. Molly Moons is very good too. I mean, I'm I'm more of a straight up chocolate kind of guy, and like mm. just that chocolate and Molly Moons is just really really what I'm looking for. See, I'm more of a Ben and Jerry's kind of person where you put chunks and there's actual like pe- different flavors in my ice cream. I'm not a huge fan of this like Molly Moons and Salt Straw where it's like one weird flavor and then there's no, they don't put anything with it. Like I, I want some chocolate. I want some peanut butter. I want, and you just can't get that at those places. So like Cold Stone, I like, but like haven't been to Cold Stone forever. Who knows if I still like that? I tend to go to like Froyo places because I can actually like make a thing of ice cream sure. that I actually want. Yeah, I will say you should check out some of the flavors though. Even at Molly Moons, but also Salt and Straw. Like they got like a they lot of they call it like in the show inclusions uh, happening in the ice cream. Yeah, I'm just saying if I grow up there and I'm like, there's no peanut butter or chocolate flavors. I'm like, why did I come here? Oh, it's definitely not peanut butter and chocolate. Yeah, that's it's what like, I want. That's uh, what I'm saying. Oh, like, no, you're no, not no. getting to know it. I thought, no I thought you were talking about, like, for example, peanut butter, not like, no, no, no. I need that's my what, PB. Yeah, that's PBC. what I want. If I go get ice yeah. cream, which is maybe once a month or every two months, you know, it's not like a thing I do a lot. And I'm like, I want peanut butter and ice cream in my chocolate. Mm. Like, that's what I want. Gotcha. Peanut butter and chocolate. That's what I want. I don't want anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Does TCPY still exist? I think it, so. It does, I, but it, they're definitely a tiny company now. I haven't seen one in two decades. There's one up by like, um, uh, like Montlake Terrace. Oh wow! Ish okay. around there. Good to know. All right, yeah. all right, all right. How we're do people we're feel doing? about Dippin' Dots in this range of ice cream, though? Ooh, the ice cream of the future. I, <laughs> I, I wish I had easier access to Dippin' Dots. Mm. One time I was at a ballpark or somewhere and there was a Dippin' Dots vending machine where you just put the cup underneath it and pick with a flavor and it just spits it out. Like Loved a bunch it. of the Dippin' Dots are just it's raining a- down? Yeah, it's amazing. Can you like blend them like it's like a Coke remix machine? Uh, Yeah, I think you could do like at like like half and half flavor kind of thing. That's cool. Yeah. You know, to say to that point is that they do have a chocolate peanut butter ice cream the last time I had it. So, I, you know, it's putting it on a pedestal. You know, it's not great, but it is ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got to get back to the show. Let's talk about uh, Jessica. She made bacon. peanut butter ripple. I don't know. All right. But she made she put bacon on it. Oh, yeah. She called it the Kevin banana can. And she's the one that should be eliminated. She was the only one that put bacon in it. And the word bacon is not even in the name yeah. of the ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, good point. You don't even need to. Like, once you... Like get up to it. Like you're gonna smell the bacon. <laughs> smell it. Yeah. Like <laughs> you smell it in when it's in the freezer section, or you're trying to pull it out. Yeah. <laughs> you, you gotta smell your ice cream to make sure it's fresh. Whoa! whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> hold up! Hold up, Brian. You're telling me you're going in the grocery store. You're opening the the sliding, you know, glass door. You're dipping yeah. your hand in the freezer, and you're popping open that lid and giving it a whiff. Yeah. You get you're popping off the lid. You like 
terrible. You can't be popping lids off ice cream in store. I gotta just. I'm not doing anything. (laughs) There was some kind of scandal recently where there was some woman in a grocery store that was caught on camera, like taking the tops off ice creams and just licking them and putting them back on. Oh my god, it's fucking crazy. People, people. Um, Then we've got Cesar. Sure. Uh, He did holding out for a swirl, which the judges. This was also one of the bottom two. Yeah. Uh, He didn't. Do something to his almonds. So he had an almonds-based ice cream. Um, they had he didn't filter out the skins of it well enough, so it had a gritty taste on the top. Yeah, it doesn't sound great. Don't which want is, that on ice cream. Which is what he was told to do when he called the cone phone. <laughs> yeah, he just totally squandered his advantage. The dude told him exactly what to do, and he just didn't do it. Yeah, like exactly. Like, did you do this? And then at the end, it's like you didn't do that. Like he should have been gone. Like. The cone phone is a little bit of a double-edged sword because, like, obviously if the guy gives you feedback and you incorporate it, you're good. But if he gives you feedback and you ignore it, you're done. I mean, that's what happened with the uh, sorbet guy, too. He was like, you guys, like, with the chunks thing, it's like, you need chunks. I'm like, when they come and say, you really need chunks, it's like, God, now I really need chunks. Like, what, what, what's wrong with you? Just, like, double-edged feedback. Uh, and, yeah, that's the end. Where... Uh, did we talk about Daniel and his uh, waffle cone? mishaps no <laughs> but i did mention daniel's six flavors of kevin bacon oh i forgot to just mention daniel uh he was trying to make waffle cones and he takes them out he says oh this is in celsius and i thought that was funny <laughs> he burnt the waffle cone because oh, yeah. it was set to celsius <laughs> that, that was funny uh oh we also talk have to talk about rabia she made bacon's bananas for chocolate and she won yeah i uh, had brownies it had a brownie in it which was the uh the, the hero the ben and jerry's guy was like this is a really good brownie which is you know that's probably pretty good praise from that guy yep. something to the yep. note of it had the right like level of fudginess i yeah. think that was about the only descriptor we kind of got out of that that qualified it as good yeah but it was a risky <laughs> move to to make brownies because as the you know the flavor guru of ben and jerry's would say brownie is an important and integral part of many of their ice creams so that he's very familiar with the brownie techniques we definitely got some insight into like when they make the Ben and Jerry's brownie, it's hard. And then over the course of weeks, as it gets distributed, they become soft, which is, you know, there's some some science going on there that I'm not aware of. You might call it witchcraft. Whoa. Oh, spooky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's about it. Then we see Kevin Bacon. They actually see... We actually get to see him. They actually filmed Kevin Bacon eating the ice cream that won, which, you know, that's like a step up for this budget. Like, there's a lot of, there's some budget spent there, right? They but, had to send a camera crew to Kevin Bacon's house for sure. And sure. they had to make mm-hmm. this ice cream pint. Oh, yeah. They, they did. So, like, that, there's definitely somebody out there making this ice cream pint. They went all out on that. Like, the rest of the show, I'm sure, cost some money, but to arrange this whole Kevin Bacon bit, Way much more money than that they should have done. The last thing with the Kevin Bacon bit is they had a reaction video of the person who made the ice cream on the left side. I've never seen a reaction video outside of YouTube. Yeah, mm. it's, it's it's coming in. I feel like Kevin uh, could have a good future for uh, Kevin's Bacon Bits as a brand. Sure. Yeah, mm. that's great. Yeah. All right. Well, let's do some questions because I've got some minor minutiae that I have to really bring up Maybe. or like... 
uh, Kevin Bacon. So as the episode goes through, they have like Kevin Bacon interjects between like before and after the commercial. And he's saying some crazy shit in this, like, <laughs> in these things. He said his lifelong dream is to find the perfect ice cream pint. And his definition of a perfect ice cream pint was one bite and I don't need any more. Well, in, in that, like, the way I interpreted this was he's been tasting all kinds of ice creams trying to find his favorite. And then he knows he's going to find the moment he takes one bite and he never has to eat ice cream again. It's the way that I took it. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, so it's your fate, you, your dream pint, you only need one bite of. Then you're good. I mean, that makes sense because in the, the end of the episode, he legitimately took one bite of that ice cream and then offered it to the camera crew. And I was like, you guys got to get some of this and then put the ice cream off to the side. So he only ate one bite. And he did say he it was one. the best ice cream he's ever had. I think that's just really good self-control. Like, you got to walk away from that. Like, otherwise, you can demolish it. Yeah, you don't look that good. I think it's a step further. I just don't think he really cares about ice cream that much. That, that's probably the more likely answer. <laughs> yeah. Somebody doesn't define their best ice cream this way <laughs> if they like ice cream. Uh, another funny thing was that they asked him, like, what ice cream flavor would you want if you could invent any ice cream flavor? And he's like, the fountain of youth ice cream. Like, yeah, obviously I want that. Yeah, I just want to chow down on a lot of this fatty ice cream, but it's got the fountain of youth in it, so like I'm getting younger. <laughs> it's just this thing could taste like fucking gross crap, but if it's got the fountain of youth in it, I'm in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't, sure. I don't think that's like a common thing though. Like, want to taste any kind of fountain? <laughs> it's not usually associated with a the good flavor of any any sort. It's really just the benefit, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fountain of youth. He's like, I really just want to be able to eat ice cream, so it needs to be the fountain of youth ice cream because I can't eat ice cream otherwise. He's just like, I just want to be young again, guys. <laughs> remember, remember when Kevin Bacon was young? No, remember Footloose? <laughs> remember Footloose? I feel like Kevin Bacon's always looked like this. No, no. yeah, you know, he's he always looked, been on the old. He side. looks a lot younger at Footloose. He's got a few more wrinkles, you know. Uh, anyone else got any minor minutia they need to bring up? Um, I have very tangential minor minutia. Internet corner minutia? <laughs> Very internet corner minutia. Uh, so I went down the rabbit hole of Dippin' Dots because I'm like, what's, what's, what's up with Dippin' Dots, right? <laughs> how, how are they doing? Um, some fun facts. They're based in Kentucky. Would not have guessed that. Um, they uh, spun up a popcorn brand, which they're like, really tight with, called Doc Popcorn. Um, and about five months ago, they opened up a flagship store in New York City. Um, for, for dip the and popcorn dots? or dip and dots for both actually it's a joint it's like that K- kfc taco bell type of deal but dip and dots and doc popcorn um is there anything like weird about the popcorn um it has some like fun flavors but not nothing like too crazy you know like it's, caramel it's butter. dots of popcorn. right like if they made yeah. like dip and dot shaped popcorn i'd be like weird i would try I, that i feel like i'd choke but this is just man. fucking popcorn <laughs> Pretty Times much. Square already has a fucking popcorn store. Pretty <laughs> Lot, much. Lots yeah. of them. Just fucking popcorn. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't have expected they'd be going so well. They like have a their own flagship New York City store five months ago. Like I don't know if that's going so well. Like they were the ice cream of the future when we were kids. This is the future, guys. And, you're and they're not here. The ice cream. They're here. You can't buy it in a store. You can't do no. anything. You can barely get this thing. So I believe at some point they did experiment with store bought Dippin' Dots. I they don't did. know where that went. Um, they have a pretty detailed like corporate timeline, um, going off like their milestones. And yeah, they tried that. There was a Dippin' Dot cereal. Uh, that you can get the that fuck? I missed out on. 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. We can't talk about Dippin' Dots. This is a Ben yeah. & Jerry sponsored podcast. I, I know. As, as I said, this is very tangential, <laughs> very minutia, uh, but we can get out of the hole. <laughs> Brian. Okay. So one of the Kevin Bacon's ingredients was going to be tequila. And somebody mentioned that you, they can't drink tequila on set. <laughs> this was surprising, but also very understandable. They specifically <laughs> said that would be against the rules. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't somebody take a swig of whiskey or something on the I think ass? they just no, smelled it. He's just okay, smelling okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Also, but, that's the time to be worried about the rules. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, there's no rules, Brian. Come on. <laughs> well, when it's it, in the contract. <laughs> I, I wonder if this has got to be a Ben and Jerry's thing. Because they do also have like weed cooking shows. Not on Food Network. I think it must be Network. it must be some sort of liability thing with not wanting these people to be cooking drunk. I'm not really sure though. I think it's a PC friendly show. You can't have people drinking tequila. Mm. Uh, there's definitely people who drink on TV, so it's like it's something either legit or she just kind of blurted it out. I I think it might have been sort of a joke. Like yeah. I, I think I think she might have been allowed to, but she was like, oh, it's against the rules because she wasn't going to do it. Yeah, I'd buy that. All right, let's uh, move on. Wh- who's the worst human being in this episode? And the host is not enjoyable. Just terrible joke after terrible joke and ice cream pun that goes nowhere. Molly? Molly, Molly Whatever Yay. her name was. Molly sure. Molly yeah. I was not a fan. Mm. Uh, what about the rule breaker, though? Oh, the rule breaker, I think get, I think she's got to win. If there's she, no consequences to breaking the rules, what does it matter? Yeah, well, this is the consequence, James. You get labeled as the worst human being on the show. <laughs> Jessica, you lose. Uh, I, I think this one's an easy one for me. We are living in a pandemic. Uh, Kevin Bacon is trying to share his ice cream. <laughs> um, everyone, grab, grab, grab a spoon. Dig in. Kevin, what are you doing? Yeah, uh, I don't agree. Jessica, it is. Uh, it's, we kind of talked about the. this is a downgrade for the host. Does anyone have any Apex? No one thinks it's Apex, so. I mean, this is no. this is the apex for the flavor guru, I guess. <laughs> He's not the host. Ah, you know. Do you want to bring judges in this question now, too? Maybe. <laughs> I would agree, though. The flavor guru came out looking like the strongest of people on the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but he's making six figures as this flavor guru guy. He's making... This isn't going to help him do anything. I disagree. I don't know. I bet the internet corner could back me up. But I feel like he could go to TikTok, a lot of like social media kind of presence now. He's now he's a face of Ben and so Jerry's ice cream tasting. He could t- really take this to the Like to the he markets. wants another fucking job? Like He's just going to go in and demand a raise. Like I'm this famous flavor guru now. You guys got to pay me more. <laughs> sure. It's his apex. But like apex of reality show. Does that really make you? Does that really help you? I mean, well, you got to ask the question and you ask the questions. Apex, I'm just saying, I think it could be an up one for him. That's fair. That's fair. Apex for Ben and Jerry's ad. <laughs> this is definitely mm. the peak Ben and Jerry's ad for sure. Or is the is there like a Stephen Colbert like special when he got his flavor? Well, he definitely ate it on the show when he got it. A bunch. Definitely. Oh, yeah. A lot. So like, I feel like that's got to be peak Ben and Jerry's ad. What um, about Netflix and chill? It's their new flavor. <laughs> yeah. But the, the when Stephen Colbert got, got the flavor, he was doing the Comedy Central show. Yeah, that so, was hella big. That time. was that was peak Ben and Jerry's ad. I, I think it was peak for us, but you're saying his distribution isn't greater now with primetime late night show? I'm just saying the Ben and Jerry's ad from Stephen Colbert when he got it, because he's not doing it now on his primetime show. I'm sure he still plugs it. Like He loves his ice cream. Uh, maybe. I don't know. 
Yeah, I, Stephen I don't know Colbert has got to be the peak at though, not this random Food Network show. Yeah. There were definitely more people watching Colbert Report when that was on than yeah. this random ice cream show. No, 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 no. I'm comparing Late Night with Colbert versus the Colbert Report. Oh no yeah, one... he obviously has more viewers now. Right, no exactly. Yeah, That's what sure. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying that he's pushing ice cream way more in the old one than the new one. Probably. I just don't watch a new one as much. Yeah. But yeah, this is clearly good banter. Yeah, people love this. <laughs> <laughs> what's the uh, production schedule on this one look like? They told us it's a month. They're going to be there for a month, is what they said. I'm not sure how accurate that is, but that's what they said. I mean, but I didn't hear yeah. that. I think if they don't do it in a month, they're like snow trapped in Vermont. They can't leave, so they got to get it done. <laughs> it seemed very hot, and like this thing was filmed in like a day. This episode, there's no way this thing is more than like a week. Like. Each episode is probably a week, yeah, because, like, you what have, like, do you the mean one a challenge. week? No way. Yeah, because you're not making, like, two ice creams a day. You're sure you are. No. This oh, was yeah. four hours of ice cream making so. in this thing. The, the one challenge was it. four hours, and then they had to drive the truck and, like, do the voting. No, there was three hours and one hour. There's no, four I... hours of ice cream making. This is definitely, there's only six contestants. There's, like, five, you don't even do this in five weekdays. No, that's what, like, but that fits with the month, because, like, if you do one, like, one episode a week, then like it's a month. What are they get? What they put these people up in hotels now? Nah, it, it, crazy. Chris can't leave his job for five days. He's a very important. Yeah, business man. A, I have very important food guru. Like he can only work on the me. weekends. That's why they give him the cone phone because when it goes back to work, it's like get out <laughs> here. I mean, I like at the at the very beginning they definitely did say over the next month, but maybe that's just how long the show is airing and not. It's definitely like four episodes. So it's like over the next month, you'll find out. But they filmed this thing in a week. Yeah. Yeah, This is a Monday through Friday start to finish. Yeah. And then, you know, some time to go through to all the celebrities as they get their ice cream bites. Like just like extra editing work to do, whatever. Nothing to do with the production. Well, not nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Drinking rules. All right. If you really want to take this to the next level. I'll take the easy one. Anytime they mention Ben and Jerry, take a drink. I think anytime they talk about chunks, you take a drink. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mouthfeel, take uh, a drink. Uh, Brian, you got one? Ooh. I really wanted to like make up like a bingo card for this, for like ingredients. Mm. But I don't know how you fit like drinking into that. <laughs> like if you get like a line of like, oh, like some like these ingredients were used, we're, like you got We're bingo. making up the rules right now, which yeah. you could put on a bingo card. Yeah. But you have to drink for every time they say it. I think if you just get a bingo on your bingo card, you have to finish your drink. Okay. There's no bingo card. But Are you going to tweet out a bingo card for this? No. You just put it in the randomizer. What, what bingo randomizer? <laughs> I don't know. You make it up. Like We're making this stuff up already. It's all, ingre- <laughs> it's all ingredients. It's like brownies, peanut butter, chocolate. Just put stuff on it. All right. Yeah, no, Anna- that makes sense. Annabeth, what do you got for me? Every time they reference the fans. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, every time they put gold leaf on ice cream, take a shot of Goldschlager. Oh, my. We didn't even talk about one. that. <laughs> James is just shaking his head right now. James, how much did you like that, that gold on the ice cream? Okay. So, firstly, <laughs> I had to ask the room, which was like, is this a thing where, you know, is this a right now kind of thing? Or uh, what was the phrase? <laughs> it's very right now. Very right now. Is this very right now to put, like, a bunch of gold trash on my ice cream? No. It's Only that- on TV. I don't no. understand. It looks like a bunch of gold paper just drizzled over the top of this. <laughs> it- and I'm like, why is there trash on top of my ice cream? <laughs> trying to very- eat the ice cream. It's a very fancy thing. 
What it's makes gold. it fancy? It's gold. It's gold. It's That's gold. What so makes if it I fancy. give you some gold trash, you're like happy about it? It's not trash. Yeah, it's make gold. It it's a bunch of paper. <laughs> it's now, edible. This Ugh. probably peaked. Um, I don't know if it was like 2006 or 2016, but like ba- basically when like we come out of a like, recession, it's like everyone has money and like going ham. So a lot of places are like, oh, we'll have the most expensive burger, the most expensive mac and cheese, and it's like foie gras, crab legs, and it's always gold flakes, like. And so that's where you start to see this a lot. People try to make these like crazy menu items to get publicity. Wow, I don't like it. Yep. I can get this um, from Amazon for six fifty. Yeah, get what? Much of gold garbage? So edible gold leaf sheets. Wait, six hundred fifty dollars is six dollars fifty cents. Six dollars fifty cents. I can talk oh. about this gold leaf. So gold can be hammered down to like ten atoms thick. So very little gold goes into that sheet you have over there. That's how they can get away with that. It just doesn't seem like it's adding anything except from like some visual you might argue appeal. I would argue trash, but you know, whatever. <laughs> it, it's only for decoration. Like I just looked up what it tastes like and they just say like it doesn't have any taste. It's just for like appearance. Yeah. And that could that goes for something in the food world. Like sure. aesthetics are a big Ex- thing. Especially but... on a show when you can't taste it. Look gross to me. <laughs> it looks, it's, a, yeah. it's a huge thing. Yeah. It's huge. Huge. I don't want to gold shit on any of my stuff. Get this gold shit out of here. I'm going to put a bunch of gold trash on my food. All right. All right. Let's go into our favorite question. James's address is 415. (laughs) (laughs) Send him. Just send me the gold trash. I can use it. Would this show be better as a Quibi? Noah, what do you got for me? 100%. This is made for Quibi. Like, it's got branding in it, right? You can cut it down pretty easily, right? What's your ice cream flavor? Let them execute. Let's taste it. Bing bang boom, a quibby. Big bang boom. I mean, we haven't talked about this yet, but this show is a is a full hour. It is not like a you know hour with commercials. It's like a full hour here, and it could have been a lot shorter. Oh, it's dragging. It's, dra- it's not even good dragging. It's like they're not doing a good job of showing me how they're making these things. They're not doing a good job of explaining to me how these things taste, or even really showing me you eating them well. It's like you eating them standing up next to a food truck is like not a great way to show me like what the chunks and stuff look like. Tell me about some ice cream techniques. Tell me about some different types of things. Show me some animated graphics. Teach me something. You're like, what if I want to do Ben and Jerry's at home? What can I do? Would you like a fact about a train station? Because <laughs> for some reason that was in there. That was the only <laughs> educational moment. <laughs> Uh, all right, you guys ready for oh, yeah. our final question? We do a stack ranking system. The top, middle, bottom, third uh, compared to other reality shows. So people may stack rank, stack rank in their stack ranks. James, why don't you hit me off? I have a feeling I know what that's going to be. It's fair. I think as we talked, I've only continued to downgrade the show. It's going in the bottom. The show is terrible. It's a terrible food show to begin with. And then on top of it, it's basically just ice cream porn for an hour. Me personally... I really don't care that much about ice cream. doesn't do that much for me. So just looking at a bunch of nonsense for an hour, not great. Uh, and just kind of doubling on everything said, I just don't think they do any particular elements of the food competition show very well. Uh, so it's in the bottom. Uh, I'm tempted to say bottom, bottom. I don't really know. It's not like egregious. I, like, I don't know. I would never want to watch this again. I think I fell asleep at least a couple times. So yeah, it's bottom of the <laughs> bottom. It's trash. Uh, what do you got for me, Noah? Yeah, uh... In our sh- for our shows we watch, I actually think this moved a lot faster, um, com- com- comparatively. Um, that said, I agree a lot with James. Like as a food show, they could have hired a lot better critics 
to understand what's happening, get more into the technical aspects of it, and they didn't do that well. Um, I do think there's some charming aspects of it. They have a cow with a jetpack on uh, in a lot of scenes, which is just excellent. Um, so I'm going to put this like solid middle i think there's some fun stuff in there i'm a sucker for like overly branded crap uh and so yeah middle middle what do you got for me max uh this show was shit or as ben and jerry like to say a chocolate swirl um (laughs) bottom third middle of the bottom we've seen worse brian what do you got for me i want to put it in the bottom of the middle i didn't think it was that bad it has a lot of room for improvement i really liked how they introduced the um the contestants they started off great like just like trying to get me into ice cream and then actually introduced them which made the show flow a lot better for me initially but i wanted to be shorter than an hour man annabeth what do you got for me um i'm with brian i think it is bottom of the middle i don't think it's the worst thing ever i wanted to really like it because i am obsessed with ice cream but Ice cream is really hard because when you see it, you don't know what it tastes like. So I don't think it was like very satisfying for me. And I didn't learn anything about making ice cream. So I kind of want this to be done by the History Channel. I think it would be really <laughs> good. <laughs> and it would, could be like 45 minutes. So bottom of the middle. <laughs> Man, okay. That's high praise to say like the show's really moving. The History Channel could have done a way better job making it more exciting. Dude, they give me that educational content that I desire so they could do great. I'm just saying, to Noah's point, it's a slower pace show than, like, the History Channel (laughs) is an upgrade. I'm just saying. I I feel like the question, if if it goes on History Channel, is, like, how do you involve Nazis in the show? Uh, Okay. We're moving on from that. Harrison, tell me what your rating is. Uh, This one's going to be a bottom third show for me. I mean, I think that by the standards of other competition cooking shows, like, this is one of my least favorite ones. I mean, it's not like super offensive. It's just kind of boring. And I can't really tell if anyone's doing well. And like everyone, because of the nature of the challenge is kind of, kind of making really similar stuff. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be, it's going to be a bottom third. I, I'm not, I, I wasn't as offended by the kind of over the top Ben and Jerry's branding. Like I, you know, I like Lego Masters. Like, I think that you can do that thing in a pretty good way. And I like they brought in some of the brand elements. They brought in the flavor guru. I think that, I, like, that stuff was okay. But just, you know, overall, like, not a great cooking show. Yeah. Uh, so, I'll give my rating. Uh, I generally hate cooking shows. So, they never get good ratings for me, like, in terms of, like, there's just a lot of problems with cooking shows in terms of you're watching somebody do something not very entertaining you're not tasting the thing afterward like it's just like why am i watching this other than to get hungry like i'm not watching this to get i don't have fog raw and 18 different ingredients to make the stupid thing the person makes uh so like i'm gonna rate this in terms of cooking shows i think this was like a middle third like it's not offensive it was kind of fun there's people said some outlandish things that i thought was funny like i i laughed that you know that's good and i didn't like absolutely hate everyone involved in when i unlike nailed it fucking worst show <laughs> bottom of the bottom terrible show this show is better than nailed it <laughs> yeah so uh, i just put in the middle third just just for that fact uh cooking shows just in general 
bad idea. Okay, wait, wait, to clarify though, so you keep saying out of cooking shows, is your is your official who put this on rating a middle third or is yeah, that? Yeah, I think caveat? it's a middle third. I think it okay. is. I think it was moving, and I wasn't particularly like the show is terrible. But on like a high level, the show is terrible. Like you didn't explain the the ice cream well enough. You didn't show me how they made it well enough. You didn't go into detail about the ice cream well enough. Like the judges are terrible. But as like an overall experience, how I felt after watching the show could be affected by everyone being here and me writing notes a lot. Uh, I think it's middle third, but uh, it's a soft middle. How in the hell are they going to stretch this out to an hour once there's like two contestants left? Well, there's only four episodes. I kind of hope that they just like shorten it up a little bit. Like this could just be a premiere of like an hour 30 on actual TV. And then they just shorten it up like as the season goes on. It's true. It's probably what's happening. I will say, I will likely watch the next episode where the celebrity is ludicrous. Luda! Not Luda. Ben and Jerry? Maybe also that one. If it's four <laughs> episodes, I don't know. This could be on in the background. I, I don't hate it. No, I mean, that's kind of my sentiment why it's in the middle. It's like I didn't hate it. But there's so many factors to show that would make it so much better if they ticked boxes way better. It's uh, it's not as bad as that Quibi show where they had to eat all the food off the ground and figure out what it was. That was really bad. Dismantled. Dismantled was terrible. <laughs> we brought that up recently, too. Oh. There's another show similar to Dismantled that I wanted to do. I forget what it's called. Dismantled is very easy background TV. That's all I'll say. Have you been watching it on your Roku? Nah, <laughs> I can't say much. Um, I've been trying to really go hard on the Quibbies and... I just forget to do so. I'm I really trying want to, to go hard on yeah. the quibbies. Yeah. Why? <laughs> um, there's actually one reality show I started to watch. It's so bad. Uh, it's with Leslie Jordan. People know who he is. Yeah. 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 Um, it's I forgot what it's exactly called, but basically it's a like, um, who can clean the fastest? <laughs> and so it is a dual competition show. The first thing you have to like organize something really quick. So there's three people, and it's like one of the one of the challenges is like there's a plastic bottle, glass bottles, and aluminum cans, and like you have to it's all in one bucket. And you have to organize them and write recycling. Oh my god, I am I'm I'm trying to cut you off because I really don't care. So that, that <laughs> so you start out with three people, then you narrow it down to two. Oh my god, no and then cares. the finale is they pull a curtain, and there's like a scene that's dirty. So it's like a dirty classroom, a dirty bedroom, a dirty backyard. And yeah. you have to clean it. Exactly what I want to be watching when I'm on the, the bus going to work is like <laughs> fucking people clean it. It is so bad. <laughs> so bad. Remind you of the chores that you need to do when you get home. This is, <laughs> in, to be clear, if you want to listen to some Quibi recommendations, just do our Quibi episode that we did when it was still Quibi and not Roku Originals. Okay. Uh, uh, so I think I already know the answer to this one, but who has the better executed reality show that is turned into a commercial Lego masters or this one. Uh, I believe the correct answer to that is Jim Henson's creature shop. Challenge. Oh, mm-hmm. that was so good. It was a great commercial for Jim Henson uh, movies. And what about a uh, pottery barns? Great pottery throat. <laughs> <laughs> but then, then Lego show. And then this, cause I do like Lego show and the uh, show we were thinking about doing is crime scene kitchen. Thank you, James. Uh, which is a similar premise to Dishmantled. Uh, 
Oh no. Where you have to guess some sort of dish, but you don't have to lick it off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> it seems cool. I've only heard it described, but it seems kind of cool on the surface. It's like you have to like like figure out how to make the dish based off of nothing but like some crumb and like a little bit of evidence of like what was potentially made in this kitchen. Uh, I don't know. It seems way more interesting than whatever we just watched. Definitely. Yeah. We'll put it on the queue. Tweet at us if you want us to do that one. And uh, we'll put it on right up. Uh, let's do shout outs this week. And Harrison, you know the question I'm going to ask you. Yeah. Challenge premiered last week. Oh, yeah, it did. Are you excited? What is your thoughts? Are you ready? I, I'm fully ready for a new season of the challenge. Um, I think it's so... Somebody's got to help help me with the name here. Lies, spies, and allies. And allies. Uh, spies is first though. Spies, allies, no, and no. lies. Spies, spies lies, and allies. Okay, it's a very memorable name. Slaw. And they're continuing on with the secret agent theme yeah, from last the, season. It's the second part of a trilogy of their secret. Yeah, they agent they've theme. started a new secret agent trilogy. Yeah. Maybe uh, they'll finish that old trilogy at some point. <laughs> they might. They might finish it at some point. <laughs> Uh, I love they've brought in a ton of rookies and new people and that's been really cool. So there's a pretty big rookie dynamic and like it actually turned out that there are more there are more survivor people on the show this season than challenge veterans. So there's kind of a lot of this talk about, you know, the survivor alliance and them trying to break it up and stuff like that. So it's was, it was, it was pretty interesting. They also made it they've been trying to make the challenge a lot more global. So there's like people obviously they've been doing this a little bit with like war of the worlds before but there's people from all different countries and all different sorts of shows and just like a really really cool mix of personalities i think there's a there's a dude from the circle yeah, yeah there is a dude kills. from the circle there's a guy from too hot to handle in there yep. there's people from all kinds of stuff you're you're bearing the lead there's somebody from the 12 nights of christmas <laughs> yeah that's right 12 nights of christmas represented um i, I was actually i was actually really excited because you know watched the season of too hot to handle and there's this guy in there kells who is like this giant super cocky dude or whatever and when i was watching too hot to handle i'm like this guy would be incredible for the challenge oh, and then man. he walks out i'm like oh shit <laughs> it's amazing so pretty good so uh, is this like some talent agency that just like gets all these reality stars together and then are these like all CBS or like Viacom shows uh, i don't th- i'm I don't not think sure so. no. I, I just, i'm just curious there's a like, lot of there's some weird international ones that yeah, are the international ones. So when you say survivor, there's only like three U.S. survivors and like there's like four non-U.S. survivor people that no one knows. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, Survivor Alliance. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But it's looking looking like a good season. Uh, we also started a fantasy. Uh, they have one on the challengefantasy.com or something. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. I I got a lot of points week one. So we'll see how week two works out. Minor, uh, very minor spoiler, but I'm just so happy. It looks like there's going to be some fun on this season. They're in a nice house. There's drinks. Alcohol is flowing. People are, like, down to have a little bit of partying. So, like, I am excited for that while we still continue this damn pandemic. I feel uh, like the fresh meat seasons usually have people dicking around a bit more. Uh, I'm just so glad it's not in that stupid bunker. A, a related podcast plug, Johnny Bananas started a podcast now where he's talking about every episode of the season of the challenge, whatever. And I listened to the first one. It was interesting, kind of a bunch of behind the scenes about how stuff's kind of actually working and the strategy. Like hmm. he went into this whole thing talking about how there's all this strategy behind when you first run into the house and pick your bed and what room you're going to be in and whatever, whatever, and how you have some people trying to like distract people so they won't go to the good rooms or whatever. So it's, 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 it's some good, some good production details, some good behind the scenes stuff in there. 
does he have any like current access to stuff or is this all just prior season it's knowledge? just from his own exposure seems That's cool. like so james though but a lot of the drama this week or last week was about some sort of list and i was like i don't need 20 minutes on this stupid list i agree back, the list was back to the challenge like being 90 minutes and spoke focusing at least 20 to 30 minutes on drama i literally could give two fucks about. so I think it might be like first episode is long. Rest of them are like no, they've no? been ninety minutes the whole last season. Oh, it, I, like I think it just kind of speaks to how little drama there was in the beginning of the season. Like that, this is the big thing that kind of like flared up or whatever. Because like I don't know, I, I feel like some 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 shows like Survivor, you see like a little small thing like this flare up in 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 the first episode because people are usually a little more mild mannered. But usually there's some crazy shit happening on the challenge, and people were pretty reasonable in the first episode. There was some Nelly drama too. I feel like, but I don't want to. I don't want to get too much into the the minutia because this is not who put this on this or who put MTV on. <laughs> who put the challenge on? No. Uh, yeah. Anyone else got any shout outs? Noah, you got a shout out this week? Uh, you know, I, I've been thinking. I'm like, I know I've been watching. Oh yeah. Um, obviously Dave season two wrapped up. Um, the early part of the season, like it definitely is a different show. The payoff is worth it if you're going to give it a shot. Uh, can't recommend that more. And uh, rewatching Master of None, um, you know, great show. I feel like Aziz has kind of got caught up in that Me Too movement. I'm unsure if he's going to come out the other end, but uh, the show's great. Max, you got a shout out? Out. See what I did, <laughs> Brian. We're working on a Taskmaster Fantasy League for season twelve is coming out. Uh, tweet at us if you want in on the beta. Uh, I'm excited. Taskmaster, all the way. Season 12. Sign me up. Yeah, that's been wild to watch in our COVID seasons. Uh, season 10, not so good. It's, it's looking forward to season 11. Uh, Annabeth. You know I had to get on F-Boy Island. Oh. Obviously. Oh. <laughs> Obviously, I had to identify <laughs> the F-Boys, and it's great. <laughs> Wait, can, we, can, we get, can we get your rating? Do- Ooh. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. What do you mean? You watch one episode. We watch one episode. You watch one episode, and we give a rating. Okay, fine. Uh, top of the middle. Okay. 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 And how many episodes are you in? Four, maybe four episodes. Oh shit! You're four episodes in on that show. Well, they (laughs) launched like three at once or something. So I've also obviously been watching this and. I'd say that the fatal flaw of the show so far is that it's way too easy to identify the F-boys. It is incredibly obvious as the show goes on who's there for the right reasons and not. Yeah, and but that, you know. we, we talked about it, how the women in the show aren't really there to find F, like not find F-boys. So yeah. there's like definitely like a, it's, they frame it as trying to find the F-boys, but the judges or people trying to find them aren't like in on this plan. So it's like, there's a weird dichotomy of like, this is one of my main issues with the show. It, the, the women are almost exclusively dating F boys. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and there's almost no testimonials or even any coverage of the nice guys. Cause they're just not doing anything. Yeah. I mean, I predicted that at the beginning is that these people are like, I don't want an F boy, but you want an F boy. So why are you on the show? I can't believe, has no one watched into episode two to find out about the F-Boy prison? I just, it's so good. No. <laughs> Great stuff. Know, also, there, still, four episodes in, there's no indication on how anyone can win the show or win the money associated. So that's pretty wild. Hmm. I like how Harrison threw around, for the right reasons, quote there. And like, <laughs> yeah. there's no clue of how you win the show. <laughs> you so, win the show yeah. if you're with the women at the end. Who knows? But Harrison, I feel like we also need a rating from. 
Oh yeah, I mean, I think this is. I think it's going to be a middle third show. I mean, it's it's actually pretty entertaining, but I think that the that the play at home game of identifying the f boys has fallen on its face. Wait, yeah. wait, wait! Your your ratings are like top third if you watch more. So shouldn't these I guess? Be, I mean, that should, is shouldn't true. these both be top third for both of you? That is true. Well, no, if you watch more and it sucks, then it's middle. Yeah, I'm gonna but put now, now you're in. four out. You've, there's probably only like two more episodes. I don't know. Well, I mean, one of them could be top, and the other could be middle. But I'm they just both saying. can't be middle. <laughs> it sounds like you two are in on the show and down to finish this season, and actively excited about it. Which I feel like, in the relative spectrum, by normal definitions, usually counts the top third. But I'm not. I'm not here to force ratings on anybody. <laughs> James makes a good point. It's in the top. <laughs> I think it's still in my middle. I think that, I think that there's some issues with this. Sh- I, I think that, that, that there's some issues and like you're coming off of Temptation Island, which is like kind of a similar vibe in some ways, but this show's just not as good. Yeah. What I wanted this to be is more like Are You the One or The Mole, where there's like a legitimate game that I can play at home, but hilariously, the F boys are too obvious. I can't remember if I discussed this on our pod or not as a suggestion for the show, or maybe this was in our debrief after the pod. But I wanted the light game of the like that that I was is that are you the one or if, if you are the you one? Are the one. I always butcher it, but if you are the one, I want that light game. Light the lights up. I want them to try to figure it out and like have a purpose. That's are you the one? Yeah, the matchmaking game. That game's inc- yeah, no, no, no. incredible game. No, if Wait. you are the one is where <laughs> there's a, a Chinese panel, one with twenty four people. There's panel of twenty four people with lights, and you mm. you like. You push your light down when you're not interested. Yeah. No, no, that's not what I'm talking about. I want the beams of light. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Are you the one? Are you, are you the okay. one? Why are these shows so confusingly named? I know. <laughs> <laughs> Why does one have an if in front of it? There's no one in our audience that knows if you are the one. <laughs> so, are you the one is the one we're probably. I just want those big light beams. I feel like that would be a yes. good element to the show. Or they should just bring that show back. All right, that's it for us this week. Tweet at us if you want to join our Taskmaster Fantasy League. Tweet at us if you want to do want us to do Crime Scene Kitchen. Very uh, interested in doing that. And we'll see. You can find us do that at Hoop of the Sun. You can find us on Facebook.com slash Hoop of the Sun. Email us questions and suggestions at Hoop of the Sun at gmail.com. We'll see you guys next time. This thing is sponsored by Massage Guns. Go get one now. Massage gun on the calf.